I want to share with you today how to, some keys of how to receive deliverance and how to maintain deliverance. Amen? Because God wants you to be free, completely free, and stay completely free. Amen. And those testimonies God wanted you to hear, because there's some of you, that was your key to hear that. This is how the faith would be released. There's, there's power in those testimonies. And they were prophesying to you today. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So now it's time for you to receive like they have received. Healing, freedom, impartations, walking in miracles. Lives changed. Hallelujah. So demons only come in when they have a legal right, legal authority. See how it works in the kingdom. It's a true kingdom of God, and it's a kingdom of darkness. Kingdom, like kingdoms we see on this earth come from the kingdoms in the unseen realm. It talks about in Ephesians that our war is not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, the rulers of darkness in this world, the powers. There's different levels. There's different hierarchies of demonic powers, just like a kingdom. Devil's the king of the kingdom of darkness. Jesus is the king of the kingdom of God. Amen. And we were given authority to release the kingdom on this earth. Jesus had, has given us authority now. And so what happens is when you receive Jesus as Lord and you really mean it with your heart, not just say nice words, prayer, repeat after me, but you mean it with your heart and you surrender your life truly to Jesus, it's the action of you giving the authority that God has given you, humanity on this earth, you're giving your authority to God. God gives us free will. So you can give your life to the devil. You can give your life to God. You can choose who you're giving your authority to, the devil or God. And so what it looks like on earth is by your actions and your words, who you're giving your authority to. Your actions, your words, your heart. That's what determines where you're giving your authority to. So... This is the importance of getting meat teaching so you can understand the power of your words, the power of your actions. What you're doing isn't just anything, not just living, not just words, but the power of life and death is in the tongue. Your words, your actions, they, they have power. They're giving authority to the devil or God. So what happens is devil doesn't want us to know this truth if we're blind and we're thinking that our words have no power our actions have no power being a lukewarm christian is totally fine still going to heaven and all that he gets to hide he's getting legal access constantly it's like you're saying devil you can have your way you can come in i give you authority over my life without you saying it with your words but you're saying it with your actions or the words that you're saying are words of death so it actually is saying devil's will over my life It has to do with authority. And we are given authority to now cast out demons. So this is why we're seeing darkness leave. It has to do with with anointed vessels of God 
servants of God walking in their authority and knowing how it works in the spiritual realm and not letting the devil uh, fool you. I've been given authority. So no matter how tricky you act, no matter how much of an actor you are, I know you're a liar. No matter how intimidating you seem, scary, creepy, I know I have authority, period. Yeah. Hallelujah. That's the, a big key of why we're seeing demons be cast out. Because you have to know your walk, what your authority is. They have no power. So this, that, this is how it works in the spiritual realm. It has to do with authority. Um, will you open up doors to the enemy? When you do that, this is how demons can now enter. Whether you're doing it intentionally, whether you realize you're opening up doors or not, this is how they come in. It can happen before you were a believer. It can happen after you were a believer. It can happen when your spiritual eyes weren't opened up. It can happen when your heart wasn't surrendered to God and you knew what you were doing. You knew you were opening up the door. It happens all these different ways, but this is how they come in, by giving them authority. So as we've seen here at Revival in the Park, there's certain keys that need to be unlocked for, for people to receive complete deliverance sometimes. And all that simply is, is you giving complete authority to God, to Jesus, and saying absolutely no to the devil, absolutely no more. All that is, all that, all that is the renouncing the renouncing that you do, the, the things you throw away that have demonic powers, demonic ties. All that is is saying, devil, I'm shutting the door. I'm sa- I gave you authority in my life before. I'm taking that back. I've changed my mind. I'm making it clear. I'm using the authority God's given me to speak. This is my life now. This is my truth. This is my will, my desire. Not you anymore. And you're saying, God, I want your will completely. I want your way completely. I don't want my will at all anymore. That's what's happening in the spiritual realm. That's the simplicity of what's happening in the spiritual realm when we see renouncing. Sometimes you've engaged in things that the root was a demonic power associated to it. Like you believe in crystals for healing. You're putting sage in your house thinking that the power behind that's going to keep evil spirits out. But that's actually a demonic power. There are supernatural powers that are happening through the crystals, through the sage, through the psychics, through the witches, through the Ouija board. There are supernatural powers at work, but it's not the power of Jesus. It's the power of Satan. But he doesn't want you to know it. He comes like sneaky because most people don't like the creepy devil so he comes sneaky like an angel of light the bible says sneaky like oh this is not bad it's just nice energy and everything it's him being sneaky it's of the devil it's the devil's powers um so if you have these things in your house Even if you don't even pay attention to them anymore, you're not putting the sage around anymore, you're not wearing the crystal or thinking about it anymore, you have to make a definite stand against the enemy. 
I gave you authority before. I opened up this door completely by doing this. But now, today, I am making a definitive act to shut the door and say, I don't want you here anymore. You can't stay anymore. I renounce that. I renounce those things I did. I renounce putting faith in these things that were not of Jesus. And that is when he loses power. That's when he loses authority. Also words. Many people are set free because they renounce words of death they've spoken. Or they renounce words they've spoken maybe against people. Maybe they, didn't for, they hadn't forgiven people before in the past. Actions or words you've taken that were of the enemy. That still remained in you and you didn't repent of or, or speak out. Jesus, I don't want that anymore. I forgive that person. You know, I spoke these words of death over myself. I accepted that sickness diagnosis over my life. But nope, today I'm changing. I do not agree with those words spoken now. You said that by, by your stripes I am healed. I, I'm choosing to make that my truth now. So I'm, that sickness that was spoken over my life, the diagnosis I was given, I claimed it before. I have anxiety. I would say it all the time. But now, today, I renounce those words that I've spoken. That is not me anymore. That is not my truth anymore. I am fully surrendering to God now. His complete truth, not the 99% part of his truth. His complete truth, it, it, it includes complete healing. So I say, I do not have anxiety. I renounce that out of my life. I declare God's word over my life. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. The Bible says nothing is impossible with Jesus. All fear must go out of my life. It cannot stay. It's not allowed. You speak these words. You just shut the door that was open for the enemy. Even if you spoke these things a long time ago and you haven't said it in a while, you have to make that step to really say, actually, I, I take that back what I said before. I detached that from my life. I said it before. It became part of my life. Those words of death spoken became part of my life. Now I say, get out. Yeah. Now I say, get out. That's not my truth anymore. It is a new day, a new life with Jesus fully surrendered now with his complete truth over my life now. Hallelujah. So that's how deliverance happens. That's how to receive deliverance. When you come to where the power of God is, you need the anointing to destroy the yokes. When you're in those demonic chains, it, God made it this way that, that you, need, you need the anointing to destroy those yokes. That's why Jesus says you cast out demons out of people, not cast out demons out of yourself. You cast demons out of people that are in bondage that cannot move because of demonic chains around them. You be a vessel of me to come set them free. So you come, you come to where the power of God is moving, where Jesus is to destroy the yokes. Amen? You come here, but you need to have that heart of surrender to Jesus. When you come here to receive deliverance, you should not come here to receive deliverance. You should come here to receive Jesus, who is your deliverer. Yes, because what I just shared with you today about you have to...
completely surrender to Jesus and say completely no to the devil to receive that deliverance because it's about the authority you're giving. Who are you giving authority to? Danica shared last week, she just shared right now, but she shared again last week, how when she came here the first time, which was a few weeks ago, she came just desperate for Jesus to have his way with her. She knew she needed freedom. She knew she needed healing. But she didn't want just freedom and healing. She didn't want a magic pill. She wanted Jesus. She wanted Jesus to have his way with her. And she had seen deliverances happen. And she's, because of her heart for just wanting Jesus to have his way with her, she, she said, Jesus, I want you to do as you please. I don't care if I'm writhing on the ground. I don't care what it looks like. Jesus, I want you to have your way with me. I want you to bring freedom and healing how you want for me, Jesus, because I just want you, Jesus. I don't want deliverance. I want Jesus, my deliverer. It's all about Jesus. This deliverance is part of the beautiful inheritance and benefit and package of the grace that Jesus has given you on the cross. This isn't like a magic pill. You shouldn't come here to bring, oh, oh, this is a person needs deliverance. We need to bring him here. No, come, bring them here to meet Jesus and to receive Jesus. Because Jesus wants their heart and wants to give them the full package of a complete abundant life and, and wants it to stay for them. This is how it happens. And, 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 and God is so good to do it this way. It says Matthew 12, 43, when an impure spirit comes out of a person, it goes through arid places seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, I will return to the house I left. When it arrives, it finds the house unoccupied, swept clean, and put in order. When it goes and takes, then it goes and takes with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself. And they go in and live there. And the final condition of that person is worse than the first. That is how it will be with this wicked generation. So this is speaking of people who come wanting deliverance. They receive the deliverance and they don't value what Jesus has done. And they go back living how they were living. The meaning of this, how the demons see it swept up, kept in order, meaning it's not filled with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit. It's empty. The demons left and nothing came in to replace. The Holy Spirit didn't come in to replace. But it's up to that person to fill themselves. It's up to that person to value what Jesus did for them, to recognize Jesus did this for me. Now I am choosing to surrender everything to him. There have been people who have come here and it was the second or third time that they came here that then demons trembled so much and they were set free completely. Why not the first or the second? Because their hearts were not ready to surrender yet. Their hearts were unsure if they wanted to leave their life behind completely. 
But when you come to this place of Jesus, desperation, Jesus, I want you to have your way with me. And I don't want my life anymore. I want you to take over completely, Jesus. Do as you please. That is the action of you closing that door to the enemy. That is the action of you saying, devil, I don't want you in my life anymore. And now you are giving God authority to set you free. It's about you giving him authority. Because some people, they're like, I don't like this alcoholic addiction, for example, but I'm gonna, if I'm set free, I'm gonna miss drinking. I'm gonna miss the lifestyle. I'm gonna miss the friends that I drink with. So you're in this place, maybe you'll come to church that way. You might not, you probably will not see deliverance happen because you're not ready. You're not ready to give everything to Jesus. Now, maybe you have friends and family in your lives and you're like, they need deliverance. I need to bring them here. (laughs) Yes. Amen. Do that. Yes. But you need to remember that it's about bringing them to meet Jesus. That's the key because they need to make the decision themselves. Now, how will they really meet Jesus? When they can come where he's moving in power and meet the real Jesus. Amen? I was a Christian my entire life, ever since I can remember, gave my life to Jesus when I was age four, but believed in him even before that. All my memories go back. I believed in Jesus, never doubted. But I was a lukewarm Christian through my teenage years, through my college years, partying, uh, one foot in the world, and wanting to surrender. Didn't know it was wrong with me, but I just wasn't. I had one foot in the world. And then one day, one day in 2016, January 7th, I encountered the power of God for the first time. I went to the place where God was moving in power, where anointing was flowing. And I saw miracles happen. I saw demons cast out. I saw people be healed. I received prophetic ministry. I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. And immediately, because I had met Jesus, and my eyes opened up to how worthy he is of my surrender and how amazing he is, I dropped my life completely. I surrendered completely on that day. And I've never been the same since. I've remained surrendered since. I've been on fire since. So if you have family members, friends like that, remember it's their own decision. It's their free will. But the best thing you can do is to introduce them to Jesus. The kindness of God leads us to repentance. So Jesus coming through you with kindness and love That is how they will meet Jesus. Number two, bringing them to where the power of God is moving, sharing videos. That is where Jesus can touch them in power, where they can really meet Jesus. That's where they can come to the place of, okay, Jesus really is amazing. I believe in him, and he is worthy of my surrender. And I want to give my life up now the life that I had before. I'm ready. And now Jesus can free them completely. 
Amen? Hallelujah. So, hallelujah. So just just trust trust God and don't feel like, oh, and may, maybe even, you know, some, some people bring people here from across the country because they have someone who, who doesn't know Jesus and really needs deliverance. They can see that. And so they bring them here and they're like, they're going to get delivered today, which, yes, amen, have that expectancy. But remember, they're going to meet Jesus today. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> So, so whether, and, and everything looks different. I mean, there, 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 there's radical encounters that will happen where someone will be an atheist sitting here and they watch Jesus move in power. Jesus touches them. In a moment, they surrender everything and God completely delivers them in one moment. That ha will happen. Like Saul, who turned to Apostle Paul. We'll see that happen. Hallelujah. But there will be others, well, they'll come and there will be a major seed planted. Even if you don't see it. Oh, but there's a major seed planted that's leading to the deliverance, the full deliverance that's coming later because of that seed that you planted. It's worth it even driving across the country for a seed to be planted yes. because there will be no fruit if there's no seed. Yes. Amen? Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So when you're ready, God's ready. When you're ready to be set free, he's ready. When you're ready to say, Jesus, have your way with me completely, he's ready. And he can do millions of miracles in one moment when you're ready. Hallelujah. I want to share some keys with you of how to maintain deliverance right now. How to maintain deliverance once you have become set free. Once you have been set free. How to not end up like the scripture that I just read. How basically the demon that left or the multiple demons that left are very angry that they left you. And so they're going to want to try to come back. And they're going to want to try to come back with vengeance. With more. So you have to be aware of how to make sure that doesn't happen and keep those doors shut because Jesus will protect you completely if you can keep the doors shut and fill yourselves with him. So the key is, number one, you need to value and remember what he did for you. This is the problem that the Israelites had. A mighty deliverance they, they received of generations and generations they saw all these miracles god did and then they forget immediately what jesus just did for them what god just did for them they're mutter they're complaining in the wilderness about the food that's miraculously being given to them from the sky they're complaining and they're forgetting that god answered their prayers and they're on their way to their promised land now when you're set free, now you're free to be on your journey to that promised land. Amen. <laughs> you are. Don't be complaining now about the wilderness season. Don't forget what Jesus did. You have to remember that moment that Jesus delivered you. We see these deliverances here. We see time and time again, it's the most beautiful thing on this earth, I, I believe, is the moment when you can see someone knows they're set free. 
and and they they're they're usually are like Jesus Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus like it's like you just by watching you know that Jesus is making it so known to them that he's with them and that he's just set them free completely you know it's like watching that you know how real that is you have to remember that moment you have to remind yourself what jesus did for you that is key that is key because the devil comes with his schemes he comes with his lies and what combats his lies what keeps you strong is remembering what jesus did for you hallelujah do not forget you have to be intentional sometimes some people have to be more intentional than others do what you need to do write it down journal about it take intention once a week to just remember that day and give god thanks specifically for a long time go on a walk and relive it in your mind do what you need to do we have videos for the glory of god we have videos of the deliverances here go and watch it every day if you need to and praise God. Yes. Amen. To maintain deliverance is so simple. This is the big thing. Thank you, Jesus. Number two. You need to fill yourself with the Spirit. It says in Ephesians 5.18, be filled with the Holy Spirit. What has vacated you? now is empty inside something's vacated you you need to fill yourself with the holy spirit be full of strength and power and anointing now not everywhere can set you can make demons tremble and cast them out it's the anointing that makes that to happen now that anointing is not just to make demons be cast out amen This anointing, as we heard, you can walk in miracles with anointing. Hallelujah. This anointing feeds your spirit. Feeds your spirit man. Without anointing, like teachers, preachers without anointing, people remain the same. And they feel emotional for a moment, but they're not changed. And it can be really fancy teaching, sound real good, but there's no change. But with anointing, that's why it's about, it's about speaking simply. You can just speak simply, simple, simple things. Jesus spoke simply in the Bible when he taught. You speak simple things. It's not about the fancy words, but it's about the anointing that's released on the words that feeds your spirit man. Now, when I walked into that church years ago in 2016, I came into the presence of anointing and I was set on fire for God immediately. My spirit man had been fed. And do you know that before that day, for years, all throughout my college years and high school years, I with intention went to read the Bible and did not for years every day. And I felt so ashamed of it. I was leading worship in church once a week I was going to church twice a week, but I didn't have like enough desire 
or something to read the Bible or even to spend one-on-one time with God. And I was still living one foot in the world, partying. And I couldn't, I didn't know why I couldn't change. But when I stepped into where anointing was, immediately I wanted to run to the Bible. I wanted to, I immediately, I was like, I'm carving out time to spend with God. Like, this is my number one thing I want to do now. Like, it is not hard all of a sudden for me to say no to hanging out with friends. This happened immediately. And I've never been the same since. It was night and day. Night and day from stepping into where anointing was and then remaining in anointing. It's not supposed to be hard. But we need anointing. We need the power of God to feed our spirit man. Anointing is not just for the deliverances and the healings. It's to feed your spirit man. To open up your spiritual eyes. To push down the carnal man. So that naturally you're filled with the spirit. You're filled with fire. And you're seeing Jesus rightly. The spirit of religion is cast out through the power of the anointing. The heart of Jesus that comes through anointed ministers. It says in Ephesians 4.11, God gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the equipping and edifying of the believers so they may be built up, mature, not easily deceived by the devil. Here's one way to put it. So that when you can come where anointing is, you can be equipped to be free of the religious spirit. To know this is Jesus' heart. This is how the devil is trying to come in in your life right now. That's a lie. I'm exposing it now. This is the truth. Prophetically, I see what's going on right now. This is a scheme of the devil. Last week, I shared about persecution. It's because God revealed to me there's a specific attack of the devil right now because this revival is like a wave that's like rising. And devil is the devil is so angry. So he comes with strategy. And he brings like the same attack on people at the same time. Like Jesus, when he spoke to thousands of his disciples, he spoke some, some, some hard to swallow words that didn't make sense. And he says, eat my flesh and drink my blood. And he was speaking of communion. We all know, we all understand Jesus now. But back then, those people were carnal. Those, the, the, most of the disciples were not spiritual enough, were not childlike enough. So they fell prey to the devil's lie that he aimed at thousands of his disciples at one moment. Saying, this Jesus isn't who you think he is. This Jesus is creepy. He's telling you to eat his body and drink his blood. You better run. And because they were not childlike enough, because they did not value their deliverance and the miracles they received from him, because they forgot the beautiful heart of Jesus, there was nothing but love and nothing creepy or weird. They believed that lie and they ran off. And it says many of Jesus' disciples left him that day. And only 12 remained. It says he turns to his 12 and says, will you leave me too? And they say, where can we go, Jesus? So you see how the devil came with that strategic attack. I want to take, I want to wipe out most of Jesus' disciples. So I'm going to come with the same lie in everyone's ear. So when you are at a place where anointing's flowing, prophetic anointing, where you are at church that God designed, fivefold ministry, where you can properly be equipped 
and not be deceived by the devil. Where you can be mature, strong disciple of God, able to do works, like do miracles in your church now. You know, when you can be there, now, every time the devil tries with a lie, there's this prophetic message with anointing that opens up your spiritual eyes where you can be like, oh, whoa, that's what's going on. Thank you, Jesus. I see now my eyes are opened up. No devil. Nice try. You're a loser again. And when you can stay consistent, keep coming to where anointing is, receiving the message that God needs you to hear to protect you and feed your spirit man so you're constantly on fire. I mean, coming here, just even seeing the miracles, how can you not be on fire for Jesus? Amen? And you can see really who Jesus is. You, you go, maybe you go to a church where there's no power of God and at the same time maybe no, no anointing, so maybe the, the preaching comes with like judgment, with, 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 with like, you guys need to read your Bible more. That's why your life's not going well. You know, like, it can come off that way. Maybe not with that tone, but maybe it can be like, you guys are getting far because you're not opening up your Bibles. You know, like, the preaching can come across in a way that you actually feel condemnation rather than conviction. So now you're leaving church and you're, you're not going to the Bible. You're doing what I did for years. But when you come to where the anointing is, you see, this is Jesus making people weep. I even saw this one, this one woman who, who was set free from demons, and then she went back into the world, and Jesus set her free again because he loves her so much, and he forgives her. So that's who Jesus is. Oh, Jesus, you're so much more amazing than I realized. I'm running to spend time with you. How could I not? That's what uh, the simplicity of just just staying connected to where anointing's flowing like a power source it's like so Im- simple to, to, to remain free it's simple it's not hard you're not going to desire the things of the world you're not going to desire the temptations anymore you're just going to desire and hunger for jesus when you can stay consistent hallelujah thank you lord Lastly, lastly, how to maintain deliverance. How to maintain deliverance. You need to be aware of this scheme of the devil. He's a liar. And he's super mad when you are set free. So how do you think he's going to come? He's going to come with lies. He's going to come with different looking lies. Sometimes the lie will be like, you weren't really set free. Or did that really happen? Or is that just in your head? Or... Also, the lie could be, um, you didn't feel anything crazy. Demons weren't coming out of you. So even though a word was released, I don't think you received anything. He's a liar. I wanted Jazz to share that testimony that was so powerful, how she went to the, the we, we, did, we did a service in, in Fresno. I ministered at a service in Fresno she went to for the first time. And there was a woman there, Emily, who... Demons were trembling in her, in her so much. They were screaming out of her. They were so angry. We have the video up. Um, and I commanded the spirits of addiction to go. She was a- a- addicted to marijuana. And it was, I mean, the demons were screaming so much. 
I commanded them to leave, and they left her. Hallelujah. She was set free, and she was praising Jesus so big. It was so beautiful. But it was this big, visible deliverance, right? But Jazz, she was addicted to marijuana. Same thing. She was in the back. She didn't feel anything. She thought all she received was peace and joy. <laughs> she didn't feel anything. There weren't demons yelling out of her. But she was set free the same, just the same. So when you're coming to where anointing is, where God's moving in power, and you want him to have his way with you, if there's a word released, I declare every demonic spirit to leave. I speak freedom to you, healing to you. You, you know what you need to do? I just receive it. I receive it. I receive it. I am free. I am healed. Because deliverances look different and healing looks different. And sometimes there's different keys that need to be unlocked for you to receive healing or deliverance. Sometimes God wants to see your faith. Look at this, Luke 17, 11. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. As they went away from Jesus. Some of you are going to be healed and delivered on the plane ride home. Some of you are going to be healed and delivered as you step away. Some of you will be healed and delivered. You'll find out the next day. Like Jazz found out the next day she was free. Those those people with leprosy were not healed in the presence of Jesus. Well, they were. They were in the spiritual realm. But they needed to activate their faith and authority to, to God and against the devil to see it manifest in the physical realm. When they showed themselves, that's when they saw it. Healing, deliverance, these are spiritual matters. So when the word is declared, where the power of God is, you are free. You are healed. You be stubborn with your mouth and you say nothing but that truth. I am healed. I am free. Do not say, I don't know if I was healed. I don't know if I was delivered. I don't think I'm delivered. That's you opening up the door to the devil. Speak, I am free. I am healed. I do not have sickness. This is called being spiritual. You're going with a spiritual reality, not the physical reality. The spiritual, that was powerful what you said, Joyce. That was teaching people today. It may not see like it in the physical, but I know in the spiritual what the truth is. That's a powerful wisdom to access this supernatural freedom and healing that God has for you. It's in the spiritual realm. Now you need to walk it out. Show yourselves to the priests. Show your faith. Show the devil, my authority belongs to Jesus alone. I will have no words of sickness or death out of my mouth come out of there again. That's a big key to why I have walked in abundant life now. When I grabbed hold of that revelation of the power of my words and the authority, I, I'm telling you, I, 
I made a decision that day. I'm only speaking life. I'm telling you, that's a secret I'm giving you. If I feel sick, I'm healed. Thank you, Jesus, for healing me. I had blemishes all over my face, and Jesus healed me. Hallelujah. He did. For months and years, no cream or lotion would work. Yes, hallelujah. Now I have super clear skin. Hallelujah. Yeah. But there would be times, like a couple months later, where I would randomly see a blemish. You know what I would do? I would look in that mirror, and I said, I thank you, Jesus, for healing me. I thank you, Jesus, for healing me. I am healed. My skin is healed. Thank you, Jesus, for healing my skin. I was stubborn in the spirit. I was. I knew the spiritual principle. The devil will lie. He'll try to lie. It can manifest even in that way. God can allow it to test you. And, I, and you know what? It would go right away. It would go right away. And I've remained healed for years now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. It's time to no longer give access to the devil in your life. It's time to be free now and remain completely free. Thank you, Jesus.